Union and Argelay. If they then lost in Coelho, Contra, Equitium, and Insidious Diabolae, Esto, Brasilium, Imperate Deos, Suplages de Brecomor, Tuque, Conchefs Meliches Celestes, by the power of God, thrust in the hell Satan, and with him, those evil spirits who prowl about the world for the root of souls. You know what, boys? I feel like on today's episode, I have to do a big shout out for all the lovely, amazing women in this world. Uh, the reason I say that is because I've been very busy lately and I kind of let myself go a little bit. And I finally got a chance today to groom myself so I'm like somewhat presentable to Becca. And that took me like fucking two hours to do. And I can only imagine the annoyance and burden on women when they're like having to shave for societal norms. Women go through a lot. They, they do. They go through a lot for, for us, for themselves, and for what society tells them that they need to do. It's what it's such a fucking pain in the ass. So you know what? This one goes out to all the women out there. Whether you uh, like to be au de natural or you like to be clean, do you. Break societal norms. Do what makes you happy. This bud's for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, at the end of the day, we are all just sexed up hairy apes. <laughs> Just, looking for love. Just fucking around. <laughs> fucking I'm not kidding holes. you. I look like fucking Tom Hanks from Castaway. Uh, <laughs> just find a hole and fuck it. That's all <laughs> life's all about. Wilson. <laughs> Adrian is not amused. <laughs> Shout out Emily, Adrian. Give her some love. Give tell her, some her love. Tell her she she puts an effort every goddamn day. Every every man should be thanking their woman and the other women out there for doing what they do because they are amazing people. Adrian just can't handle this. You sexist. You know what asshole. I want to know? How the hell Helen Keller put herself together every morning? Right. That that woman had it all <laughs> stacked against her. Yeah. Damn. Damn it, Helen, Helen Keller. This bud's for you. <laughs> Welcome back, Murgators. <laughs> Stuck in this Murgatory. <laughs> Adrian, I love what I get. Compose yourself, man. You're a professional, <laughs> all right. We're like thirty episodes in. You're yeah. a professional by Come now. Come on. It wasn't that funny. All right. It was a long stretch, and I did it. Okay? You, Chase. Chase was the one who did this. You know who else didn't do this? Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who else really didn't do this? Adrian. So fuck you. <laughs> Leave enough. the uteruses alone. All right, Adrian? Oh, my God. You know, there's a lot of shit going on right now, and I just want to give them a nice shout out, and you, you ruined it. Ruined our episode. No, no, I agree with you, but... <laughs> Hunter bringing up Helen Keller just took the whole point <laughs> way out of perspective. Just shot it out. My yeah. boys. My... Shot it out of my warp gate, huh? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that, that, that should have stayed in your warp gate. The immaterium oh, has man. spoken. My oh. boys have been talking about Helen Keller a lot, lacrosse boys, so why? I don't know why. They just like literally came up to me one day. They're like, how did Helen Keller function? How did she go to the bathroom? How did she do this? I'm like, boys, 
why are you asking me like I'm some Helen Kellen expert? I, did, I and they must have been learning about her in school because I don't understand. They just were pegging me with questions like Helen Keller, Helen Keller, Helen Keller. I couldn't I understand. Just, I don't understand these new these younger generations, man. They're wild. They get something in their brain and they're just like they're fucking fixated on it. I let them play music and I was like, they're gonna play you know whatever I think is shitty new music. No, they're playing like 70s and 80s music. Oh, dude, it's that's every generation, dude. This it's shit crazy. Fucking rolls back and forth every year. I, I was. My thing is like, you know, they'll have something and it'll stick for like maybe three months, and then it's off to the new thing. Maybe sure. they're going back to seventies and eighties music because they were living a past life at that time. Maybe they were reincarnated. <gasps> what a good tie-in! Did they take Billy Mays' new product? Hell yeah! Reincarnate Cola. Billy Mays here with exciting new invention for five easy payments of one hundred fifty dollars each. All sent to stuck in this purgatory. Yep. Help fund research on Chase's warp gate, the materium <laughs> known as his asshole. Okay, but for real, we are talking about reincarnation today. How do you boys feel about that? This what is, what um, is, you know, before we start. Okay. 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 Hunter, what is your opinion on reincarnation? Uh, it's extremely fascinating to me, and I would love nothing more than for this to be real, of all things. I mean, heaven sounds great and fun and all, but the fact that you get a second chance in life, you get to choose to be reincarnated, maybe as an animal, maybe whatever, but to have a second chance at love or at, at, a, at a destiny in business, I think it's fucking badass. Adrian? Uh, taking it from Hunter's point, you don't get to choose it. It's by the way your past life was. And if you lived a shitty past life, hey, you're going to be a slave in the next one. But if you lived a great life, then you will be rich in the next one. What do you think, Chase? Yeah, I, what, what's I your am, opinion? I love this shit. Um, I thoroughly believe in reincarnation. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're going to be, you know, the next Nigerian queen that's or king that's going to be ransoming money from um, hardworking Americans. But you could be a snail. But that might be a good life too. Who knows? It's a quick life. You could just move on to the next. Yeah. But see, the thing is, in my understanding of this, which I find fascinating, is that basically the whole purpose of reincarnation. Um, and from what I understand it being on a spiritualist side, each life you have is you learning a lesson or trying to become a higher power or higher being. And so each life that you have, you have a certain lesson that you're supposed to learn. If you don't learn that lesson or accomplish those goals, you can't move on to the next level. And so I would love to sit here and think like, oh yeah, at some point after X amount of lives, you've accomplished this ultimate being and now you're technically a god. What is a god? Right. Well, there's, that, a, there's a lot of crazy theories out there. That's a great point that you bring up with classes because when this first came out, there's the class structure in many of the Middle Eastern countries. And the reason why I brought up slaves is they told these people that had religious background Hey, if you're a slave now, if you have good uh good workmanship and everything, then in your next life you will become higher up in the classes. So that's how they made the slaves believe that their purpose in life was then providing for their next life. You push those those big big stones. You push them hard. You push them real hard. You'll get upgraded someday. Maybe. Upgrade. That's exactly what it is. Well, and another thing I th I think is fascinating and I'm not going to sit here and say that I have any research behind this. This is honestly, this is something my mom told me, and I, I love the way it, it oh, came across. Let's hear it. I love you, mom. Thank you. <laughs> um, she had always told me that um, it's her understanding that in this ether that we've talked about in the past, um, you know, everybody is just this 
Uh, I'm going to go straight World of Warcraft on this. Super nerdy. Let's do it. No, it's a good analogy. But like when you're a night elf in that game and you die, you turn into a wisp. So you're like this little ball of energy that just goes around until you get back to your corpse. And so we're all these little wisps, these balls of energy that are roaming around. But in each life, you are surrounded by the same spiritual balls. So we're all these energy forms, but you're all surrounded by the same energy forms throughout each life. So technically speaking, let's say uh, reincarnation is real. And when the three of us pass away at some point in the, in the future, when we are reincarnated, we'll, it may be in different forms or different lives, but we will all still reunite. I, and there is some supporting evidence behind that. And my favorite thing about science, and this is fact, this is a fact, Adrian, that energy cannot be destroyed nor created. It can only be transferred. Where does it transfer to? That's the question. The that is no. the fundamental question. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Is it's the ether. Like, it doesn't go anywhere. That's the thing. Like, we are still all here. Now, the only weird part about this is that, you know, you part of your family structure in this life might be like you and your sister, but in another life, it could be your wife. Right. Whoa, whoa. Let's get the incest out of it. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke. I was kind of, I was kind of drawing that out because yeah. you're an asshole. But no, he's it, not it is, wrong. I'm not wrong because there's a story that I will talk about later after we go through some history, some basic building blocks of reincarnation. But there's a story of a young child who is the reincarnated spirit of the father of his father, so his grandfather. Well, let's get to that good stuff. And I believe truly, before Adrian starts spewing facts on us, is the possibility of tapping into your past life is just a hypnotizing session away or meditation session session away. You could even put it in dreams. You know, we talk about in your dreams, you could be going to an alternate dimension. Well, you could be going to an alternate timeline and you could be reoccurring things that have been in the past or future. That kind of explains my weird ass post-apocalyptic Terminator dreams that I've had. Jesus <laughs> just traveling to the future. He's he's the savior of the universe. So Hell the yeah. octopus is in the future. Resident Evil is real. Yeah. The it's Immaterium coming. is a real thing. That is that is the secret weapon that humanity uses to defeat the cyborgs. This is a PSA. If you ever see a company come out recently or in the future that has any logo identical to an umbrella, kill it. Kill it. Burn it with fire. Burn it you with go fire. to hell and you die. You go to hell. You go to hell and you die. Well, if that is a theory, then my dreams are... I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> he's basically, he's going to be a snail. <laughs> <laughs> just, just passing through the, uh, the, the annals of time as a snail. So many of the facts that we got from reincarnation is from an article called the mystery of reincarnation. And if you could find it in the Indian journal of psychiatry, it goes over many of the, uh, religious viewpoints on in reincarnation as well as some of the paranormal thoughts on it and then we'll get into some amazing stories so let's start it off with some good old quotes from the book the mystery of reincarnation all right so getting into reincarnation we have kind of a definition to start off so one of the mysteries puzzling the human mind since the origin of mankind is the concept of reincarnation which literally means to take on the flesh again as the civilizations evolved, beliefs got discriminated against and disseminated into various religions. The major division manifested was East and West, the Eastern religions being more philosophical and less analytical, having accepted reincarnation. However, the different Eastern religions like Hinduism, Jainism, and Buddhism have differed in their faith on rebirth. 
it's actually super fascinating because some some deal with karma, some deal with uh, nirvana. There's all these things that we're gonna, we can talk about that you'll really start to see the distinct difference between East and West Western religions and how we define resurrection. Well, and what's interesting too is that these are just like three of the main ones. I mean, this gets brought down to pretty much every religion to an extent. And, uh, you know, without going into deep dives on all these um, different kind of religions, you know, we're kind of just briefing on the surface of them. One day we will at some point talk about these in the kind of paranormal world. But uh, it's interesting that a lot of these come from Middle Eastern beliefs and philosophies. I agree. It's very, it's, it's fascinating. This is truly a fascinating topic. And I am very excited for us to talk about the the in-depth. I want to preach this into the podcast that someday we can bring on experts into each sector of these religions and talk about it because it's truly in over our heads, but it's super, super cool. Well, you know what? If you listeners out there have something in mind, sit there, think about it and manifest it. You know, it, I wouldn't say something that's so like out of reach that you can't do it, but if it's something that's just difficult to do, think about it. Manifest that energy and it will come to you. If you want to become Adrian's thighs, you can if you manifest it. In my next life, I'm going to be a ghost vampire. <laughs> he's <laughs> calling he's, you out. He's ascended to his true form, the king of the ghost vampires, KFA, Lord Dominus of Nocturna. And my fangs will be my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine just being attacked by fucking giant thighs that's just sinking in your neck? He's just like leading with his ass and thighs. It's like just a, two ah! thighs connected at the groin area with wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's KFA. He's coming. He's coming to take my soul. And Chase, you're going to be my... <laughs> I'm going to be your assistant? <laughs> yes, sir. And you're going to suck <laughs> yes, everyone into master. my chest. <laughs> Dr. Yes. Warpgate. Come hither. Yes, I will. You may like, have a hunchback, too. Be like that, that new episode of Rick and Morty where they put a portal in the leg and the hand and they're just like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> connected like forever. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I like that. Okay, Chase, talk about uh, the first religion here. So we're going to get into Hinduism first. Um, and so here's some uh, passages we pulled out. Reincarnation is a religious or philosophical belief that the soul or spirit after biological death begins a new life in a new body that may be human, animal, or spiritual depending on the moral quality of the previous life's actions. The entire universal process that gives rise to the cycle of death and rebirth, governed by karma, is referred to as samsara. Karma is action which may be good or bad. Based on the type of karma one does, he chooses his subsequent birth, for example, if one has done a lot of divine service and has a desire to do more service at the time of death, his soul chooses a family that is supportive for his desire for rebirth. According to Hinduism, even devas may also die and be born again. But here the term reincarnation is not strictly applicable. Lord Vishnu is known for his ten incarnations. Just so everyone knows, devas in, or devas in Hinduism is gods. We've talked about divas before, yeah, didn't we? With uh, Olivia. With Olivia, right. Yeah, we had a big argument about that. <laughs> How to say it? Divas, Davas. Yeah. I'm a Deva. I'm a Deva. I'm a Deus. I'm a Deus. I'm a Deus. In Hinduism, in the holy book Rig Veda, the oldest ex- extant Indo Aryan text, numerous references are made to rebirths. One verse says, Burn him not, nor quite consume him. Agni, let not his body or his skin be scattered. O Jatavedas, when thou hast matured him, then send him on his way unto the fathers. Let the fierce flame, thy glowing splendor, burn him with thine auspicious forms. 
O Jativetus, bear this man to the region of the pious. Again, O Agni, to the Father send him who, offered in thee, goes with our obligations. Wearing new life, let him increase his offspring. Let him rejoin a body. Jativetus. Hmm. That's that's an interesting, complex, little old, old-timey verse there. That's almost as old of a Bible verse as you're going to get. And the whole theory upon it is that within this little story, he's saying that if he's able to give good values to his children, he's going to be reborn again into something better. What's, I, wa- I wonder the term better for them, what, what better is. Is it a better human life or is it a better animal life? The spiritual thing gets me too because reincarnation isn't necessarily just physical form. There's, there's a, an astral form as well, which is just complex as shit. You know, I think it goes back down to, you know, most parents, and I would say in my experience, fathers, but I would, it's both parents. They all, when they have children, aspire to have uh, better than themselves, whatever that may be. Like you said, what is better? So I could sit here. I don't have children, but if I did, I could say, okay, well, you know, I didn't do so great in school. I didn't have very good perception of the future. And so I would hope that for my children, they would have a better understanding of uh what they would need to hold for the future to make themselves better. Now, whether that's financially or spiritually, you know, emotionally, you know, that's kind of up to them to decide. But and that's what makes every soul pretty damn cool and unique is that every every person has a different definition of success, of good morality, all these things. You know, to Adrian, pooping on Chase's driveway isn't necessarily out of the out of the picture. But to me, you know, that's blasphemy. You know, we can't do that. That's not right. But it to you, it might be all right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, exactly. Please don't do that. <laughs> Adrian, that's your warning. Don't do it. Well, in, in these schools, they perform worship with the goal of spending eternity in a spiritual world or heaven, Ioka, and the blessed company of the supreme being. Hmm. So that that's what their main achievable goal is is to live a life where they worshiped the the goal of spending eternity in the spiritual world. What's interesting though and and back to kind of Hunter's point on this um is the concept of morality in regardless of what religion or um region you're from is all been derived basically as being a, a good Samaritan to the community. But each one of those goals are different in each community and religion. And so the ultimate being really depends on that what individual. Those, that individual and what the the community's goal for that individual is. I think that's the most exciting thing about reincarnation. To me, and this is personal opinion, is that every soul as it dies and, and, and is reborn is adding to the universal consciousness and adding to the well-being of the universe. It's weird. Very weird. And I can't I can't explain. I I don't know. And it's very scratching com- the surface. Yeah, it's very complex, but it's, you know, this is just the theory we're working off of. So, I'm going to butcher this, but uh the Bhagavad Gita states, "Never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings, nor in the future shall any of us cease to be, as the embodied soul continuously passes in this body from childhood to youth to old age." The soul similarly passes into another body at death. A sober person is not bewildered by such a change, and worn-out garments are shed by the body. 
Worn out bodies are shed by the dweller within the body. New bodies are donned by the dweller like garments. I'm raising my hand. I just had a thought. Uh, Hunter, Hunter, you, oh, oh, you take the stage. Okay, thank you. Adrian, Chase, listeners. Interesting thing that just popped into my head, and this is talking about consciousness and the theory behind how we drive our meat sacks. Imagine, and that's what's so weird about the human brain, is that we can explain the brain functions, right? How the body functions, how if I tell my brain to close my fist or to walk walk forward or whatever, these are these are electrical synopsis in our brain that control our body. But what's weird is dreams and consciousness, emotions, all these intangible things that science has a hard time explaining is part of what this this thing that just Chase just read is a worn out garments are shed by the body. Worn out bodies are shed by the dweller within the body. The soul in in theory is eternal and the the body is temporary. It just moves on as it as it goes to the perils of time. Yeah, well and so that goes back to my statement I made on the Shadow People episode when I was saying basically like my soul is inhabiting this body and my brain is perceiving my perceiving my reality. Yes. When it, in all reality it might not be true. Quick little thought. Our shadow people just souls trying to look for another body to get into. That's oh. what I was trying to get at. That's what I was trying to get at. So, uh, wow. And then that, that takes me all the way back to the insidious. <laughs> back oh. to movies, baby. Okay. All right, back to movies. I'm with you. Where, where the uh, people in the other dimension, they're looking for bodies to inhabit. Bill. Bill Watkins. No, not Bill Watkins. Oh, That's sorry. fucking Yeah. No. Bill. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not a heavens man. Adrian was like, fuck this kid. <laughs> That's Godrey. That's Godrey. I know, buddy. I was trying to I was talking about Bill because he was sitting in his chair and nobody he didn't want anybody in his chair. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. And the perceived reality thing is trippy as well because we may perceive Adrian's thick ass thighs as as truth, but in reality, they might not be real at all. No, they're real. No, oh, they're very real. I could they touch could crush your watermelon. I'm touching and feeling them right now, and I'll tell you right, guy, right now, guys, they Get are your hands thick. Off me. They are thick, <laughs> real thick. This is. Did you give consent? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you all. throw me under the bus <laughs> like that? We're, oh, we're going man. into a Johnny Depp Amber Heard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Free Johnny. What? <laughs> so again. Um, oh, good luck with this word, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> Holy I, shit! To anybody out there. Who's Hindu? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just butcher it, my friend. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. P- please give us a nice little review on it and tell us how to actually say it. We need a Middle Eastern Oscar, so uh, we're reaching out. <laughs> we're asking. <laughs> According to the Hindu sage Adi Shankaracharya, According to the Hindu sage Adi Shankaracharya. The world as we ordinarily understand is like a dream, fleeting and illusory. To be trapped in samsara, the cycle of birth and death, is the result of ignorance of the true nature of our existence. It is ignorance, avidya, of one's true self that leads to ego consciousness, grounding one in desire and a perpetual chain of reincarnation. The idea is intricately linked to the action karma, a concept first recorded in the U. Penishids. Sounds about right. <laughs> Again, Good I am so fucking sorry. <laughs> hey, that's the disclaimer. You know, we're just we're just we're, too, we're just we're just sorry. Yeah. We're sorry. Every action has a reaction, and the force determines one's next incarnation. 
One is reborn through desire. A person's desire to be born because he or she wants to enjoy a body, which can never bring deep, lasting happiness or peace. After many births, every person becomes dissatisfied and begins to seek higher forms of happiness through spiritual experience. When after spiritual practice, a person realizes that the true self is the immortal soul rather than the body or the ego, all desires for the pleasures of the world will vanish since they will seem insipid compared to spiritual ananda. So my question then is, in Hinduism, since there's more people that are now being born on earth than there are of people passing, how can you have reincarnation unless... Is it animal forms of energy then taking place into new bodies of humans? Or is it... There's a waiting room in yeah, heaven. To There's be, just a waiting room. Well, no, I'm... I, to be or not to be? I, I see your point, and I raise you. I agree with that. Uh, because it does state in the, in the beginning that it does have to do um, with animals and ether of the earth. I mean, you could literally be a tree, you know, as, as far as this is concerned. And so... If you really want to look at it, there's a lot of um, species going extinct, and that could potentially be it. If we look at the spiritual religious side, not the scientific side. The parallels, the parallels that really interest me in Hinduism, in all religions, is the talking about the true self, the immortal soul, and the connection to the higher consciousness, which God, Allah, whatever you want to call it, is fascinating to me because like it says when you're born you seek spiritual experience and you're trying to elevate to your true self and in all religions they talk about the spirit the self the trueness the whatever word whatever you want to use to it and i find it just absolutely fascinating that these parallels can be drawn and that's what makes it more fascinating but also 10 times more confusing (laughs) the whole thing is so confusing but i mean there's valid points in all of this so what did you guys think about the Hinduism? I mean, okay, so I used to, I'll tell you guys this, and Chase, I'll let you process because you look like you're processing. I used to go to this church um, called Mile High Church, and it's off Alameda. You guys you guys see it's near Belmar. You guys see it all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you've seen Adrian. You know what I'm it's talking the about. Big, the big bubble. Uh, right there off Alameda and Garrison. The it's big the white big bubble. Bl- white, oh, yeah. that place that you, you By, told me about? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people think it's Scientology. What it actually is, is it's a combined non-dominational religion. It, it takes all sectors from Christianity, Catholicism, Janitism, Hinduism, <laughs> Judaism, you and my, all the isms. All Burn the isms. them all to a stake. Yes. And it, <laughs> and it talks about all that. And I have to admit, every service I've ever been to is, is extremely enlightening and it's extremely challenging because it really does go into this universal consciousness and this reincarnation and all these different concepts. And they do a really good job of melding it and it's a fantastic place. What I think about this is, I guess when I think about reincarnation, this is the one I think about is Hinduism. Uh, that's the one that everything I've been told and everything that I believe that falls right in line with this. Now, there's a lot of big words that I can't pronounce and don't know, but <laughs> I'd be curious to know more about Someone's going to tell us. Someone, Someone out there is going to tell us about what we said right and wrong. They'd be like, Chase, you ruined this word, that word, this word, that word. And the one word you said, you're going to hell for now. You're going to hell. <laughs> that is you're a curse word. Die. <laughs> that is never to be said. What now, do you think, Adrian? Yeah. I actually... Okay, there's a part of me that believes some of this to be real but 
the stories that I hear of reincarnation is just a load of shit. And, uh, but the Hinduism side, they're very, very convincing in how they try to talk about reincarnation. And many of stories within the Hinduism side don't go into people realizing that they are now in a past life. They just believe that there was a past life and this is their new life. So now they're striving for something better, which in basically at the end point of it is now people are, are striving to be better people, which then means a better society, which means better religious community. Then I, I will take it up for what it is. Yeah. Well said. Um, so, I want to stop here and I want to thank Adrian for doing these notes because this is obviously A, a lot, but B, uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. This next section, this Jainism, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. This is fucking fat, fascinating. Big this props to you. This is my favorite one. Big okay. props to you, big it, Which is interesting because I'm really waiting to get to the Buddhist side. Yeah, I, that's what I understand more I, I guess one of my dreams is to be able to um, be at a... I guess not a monastery. What would you call a Buddhist uh, monk? Uh, uh, a, a temple. A temple. I yes. would love to be able to spend a week at a temple and and live like. Well, that. it's like those cool and little off topic before we get into this because this is meaty shit. Is those cool singing bowls you get and how Tibetan monks can vibrate at that and and meditate that hum that sound that primordial sound. Yep. And that's a primary uh, formula that I use for a lot of my meditations. And it literally puts you into weird mindsets, and it's unexplainable. It's totally individual. You cannot descri- describe it in words, motions, anything, but it's freaking badass. And I highly suggest if you haven't, just Google Tibetan monks. You know, 158 hertz test tones, all this stuff. Crazy, crazy shit. So, since you guys haven't heard of Jainism, I'll just go over a quick little brief description about it. The Jain religion teaches salvation by perfection through successive lives and non-injury to living creatures and is noted for its aesthetics. So the three main beliefs within the Jainism religion is the right of belief, the right knowledge, and right conduct. Hmm. So basically the goddamn hippies. Absolutely. (laughs) Damn river hippies. So this religion, it was founded in the 6th century BC by... Gina Bardhamanan. <laughs> We're just talking about here today. As a reaction against the teachings of Orthodox Bra, well, Brahmansen. Hmm. Bra, Brahmansen. There it is. All right. So getting into Jainism, uh, Jainism, Jainism is historically connected with the Sarama tradition with which earliest mentions of reincarnation are associated. In Jainism, the soul and matter are considered eternal, uncreated, and perpetual. There is a constant interplay between the two, resulting in bewildering cosmic manifestations in material, psychic and emotional spheres around us. This led to the theories of transmigration and rebirth, changes but not total annihilation of spirit and matter in the basic postulate of Jain philosophy. The life as we know now, after death, therefore moves on to another form of life based on the merits and demerits it accumulated in its current life. The path to become a supreme soul is to practice nonviolence and be truthful. I think that's my favorite thing about all these isms, these religions, is their effort towards peace. I, and you know, so you know me, I'm not 
I don't believe in a lot of religions because I have my personal opinions on them. Um, but I, I do like the fact pretty much in all religions that it is based off of a community sense of morals, like we mentioned earlier. And it's a, it's a, it's a sense to have people be the best that they can be in, and thrive in a community. You know, that's why they've tried to do this to reduce crime. Um, and also for people to have a sense of purpose for one another. And Western culture has adopted the word karma a lot, right? We we all grew up with, you know, if if bad karma, this is this is gonna give you good karma. You should always do the right thing so you can accumulate good luck and whatnot. I find it interesting that Western culture has adopted this so freely, but it's a fundamental fact of most of these religions. Correct, Adrian? Yes. And for many of our listeners, since we are a Western civilization. We don't really hear about reincarnation very much because the Christian, Catholic religions have nothing to do with reincarnation. So us adapting some of their words may be the same, but many people have never heard of anything that these religions are teaching. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, modern modern um, Catholicism and Christianity is just based off of good deeds send you either to heaven or hell. Yeah, basically so, summed up. And that's where you live for the rest of eternity. Also, just for the listeners to understand, uh, Jainism is not a sector within Buddhism or Hinduism. It is very close to it, but they don't have the same ties. Interesting. Interesting. So in Jainism, karma is another big form of a central and fundamental part of Jain faith. Actions are seen to have consequences, some immediate, some delayed, even into future incarnations. So the doctrine of karma is not considered simply in relation to one lifetime, but also in relation to both future incarnations and past lives. Karma is the root of birth and death. The souls bound by karma go round and round in the cycle of existence. Whatever suffering or pleasure that a soul may experience in its present life is on account of choice that is made in the past. As a result of this doctrine, Jainism attributes supreme importance to pure thinking and moral behavior. That shit would suck if I stepped on a little, you know, mouse or rodent or bug and it went on to my next life and I'm like, things are going real well. And then bam, bad karma. Yeah. You, that would you, fucking suck. Then you get stepped on by a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I become a fucking beetle and I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying a beetle. I'm pushing around this pile of poop and then pff, dead. You know, that shit is wild concept to me. I've never heard that, that karma can pass on from not only the current life, it delays possibly into the next incarnation, which is... Awful and sometimes good. I need to think about my life. There is a lot to think about. This right now. <laughs> Shit's stressful, man. I can only hope for reincarnation at this point because my soul's going straight to fucking hell. <laughs> Karma hell. If I'm lucky, maybe I'll just like my head will get stuck in my warp gate and then I'll just kind of go in circles <laughs> for eternity. It's like Portal. You're just stuck in a time loop forever and ever. <laughs> just you'll just occasionally see my head like whoa. whoa. <laughs> there goes Chase, stuck in it again. The immaterial oh, stuck in this purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chase, keep blessing us with this uh, wonderful text. The Jain text postulates four gatas. That is statues of existence or birth categories within which the soul transmigrates. The four gatas are deva, which are demigods, manusya, humans, niraki, hell beings, and tiryanka animals, plants, and microorganisms. 
The four Gatiss have four corresponding realms or habitation levels in the vertically tiered Jain universe. Demigods occupy the higher levels where the heavens are situated. Humans, plants, and animals occupy the middle levels, and hellish beings occupy the lower levels, where seven hells are situated. Depending on its karma, a soul transmigration and reincarnation within the scope of this cosmology of destinies. The four main destinies are further divided into subcategories and still smaller subcategories. In all, Jane Text speaks of a cycle of 8.4 million birth destinies in which souls find themselves again and again as they cycle within samsara. So I want to know what a rat could do to get into <laughs> hell. See, that's where I think it's interesting. You have these TV shows, mostly cartoons and shit, um, where they go, they, they take it from a human perspective. I actually just saw a little trailer on Instagram uh, for this one show where there's these two dudes in a room and the dude drops like a guitar pick down a uh, air vent or some shit. So the one guy's like, here, let me just get my mouse to retrieve it. <laughs> well, as soon as the mouse gets dropped in the air vent, it goes in this whole world where it's the mouse and these ants and they're like, oh, well, uh, Mr. Eight Legs owns the dominion of Plantland, and you have to go retrieve it from there. Huh. So it really takes it into a different aspect, and that's kind of where I'm seeing in this. Which So from a human mind, a rat's a rat, but maybe in the rat world, if there is such a thing, they have the same kind of rules that they have to abide by. Sure there is. Guys, I have to admit something. I have to tell you something. I am a demigod. Yeah, you're full of shit. Sorry. I just if need you, you to if, know. If you're a demigod, then I lead all civilizations. If you're a demigod, I wouldn't be sitting here in a podcast room trying to make money. But I <laughs> but I am blessed by two other demigods you guys just haven't realized yet, and that's why we're here joined in this podcast. Uh, my thighs would have fangs already. <laughs> just wait, my I, child. Just wait. I'd be it's flying cool. around like a vampire. <laughs> just wait, Ghost Robinson. Colin Robinson. Well... I almost feel like we just got slapped in the face about the the Western culture heaven and hell idea because it still is showing up in Jane. Jane I know that kind of fucked with me because it did too. how I'm, I'm so that heaven still in hell. In my me. yeah, in my opinion, if you're going to talk about reincarnation, it's simply the fact that with good deeds you're reincarnated as a different soul to be a higher being. This and is not within. There's a chance that you could still go to heaven and hell. <laughs> right. Well, that's how they get the fear in you. That's all hell is. Yeah, See, it's fear. And it's this, fear based. This is what I this is another reason why I don't like religion. And I agree with you, Chase. I agree with you because I've done a lot of extensive study in near death experiences, Western and Eastern cultures, and I just don't find a lot of recollections of hell. It's always heaven or it's always a good place, you know, and it's and it's a confusing it guys, it just makes everything more confusing. But that's why we're talking about this because we're trying to just decode it a little bit. Oh, it's because you didn't spend a year in Krampus's cauldron. <laughs> Please You're don't take me there. <laughs> Leave me out of it. Und Krampus not. Und Krampus night. That's, a, that's a throwback. <laughs> you have elbows. <laughs> you have knees. So touch them. That's a God. That's a good throwback. That's my favorite episode, and it's got like the least amount of views. But I fuck love that episode. Go listen to it. It's labeled Christmas special. Go now. Go now and listen. Go rate it. So this next statement uh, I find very intriguing. Um, I actually like this a lot. In Jainism, God has no role to play in an individual's destiny. One's personal destiny is not seen as a consequence of any system of reward or punishment, but rather as a result of its own personal karma. Violent deeds, killing of creatures, having five sense organs, eating fish, and so on. 
lead to rebirth and hell. Oh, fuck me, man. Yeah, uh, I'm fucked. Let, let me finish this, but that seems contradictory. I'm starting to. Anyways, you're rejecting your statement. Yeah. <laughs> deception, fraud, and falsehood leads to rebirth in the animal and vegetable world. Kindness, compassion, and humble character result in human birth, while austerities and the making and keeping of vows led to rebirth in heaven. Each soul is thus responsible for its own predicament as well as its own salvation. Okay. The reason why I said I like this this statement first was because it says God has no role to play in an individual's destiny. Right, that's cool. You can have free but will. what a fucking slap in the face to read the rest of this to say that actually there really is. <laughs> there are certain deeds that send you to hell, certain deeds that leave you in the life you're in, and certain deeds that send you to ascendancy. I'm mostly well, there fucked up. there has to be rules. There's, there's always rules. Oh, so, but what I would like to hear is one's personal thoughts on what what is morally bad and morally good then goes into what is your next life. That that goes in the black hole we talked about in the very beginning. It was like, what is the ideal goals and morals for a human to follow? I'll tell you one of my goals, not to come back as a fucking cucumber. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> I, let that I happen. Do, I want to be because I want to scare the shit out of cats. <laughs> but dude, I don't want to be a sex toy. I don't want to be a vegetable sex Why toy. Why not? Hey, no, you're doing your deed. Yes. They're, gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna shove me up their hoo ha's, and they're gonna pull me out, and you, they're gonna put me in a jar, and they're gonna pickle me, and they're gonna eat me at a barbecue, and I don't want it. That's, that's not the, the life I want. That's the full experience. That's too much. You have to understand <laughs> how to be a cucumber. Is it a philosophy? The philosophy of a cucumber? Can yes. you imagine it? You get to just sit there in the sunshine all day. You get watered. Eventually, you get picked, and then you get to be in some inside some chick's vagina. And then after that, you get to be pickled and then enjoyed next to a delicious sandwich. And but, that's the end of your life. There's no wrong choices. There's no wrongdoing. You're simply being guided to your destiny. You literally wake up every day and you're told what you're doing. You get to scare cats. Fuck you. I want to be a cucumber. <laughs> I do not. Here's my problem with being a vegetable. Here's my problem with being a vegetable. How do I get out of the cycle of being a vegetable if I can't do anything other than you're be doing eaten and consumed? Deed. But do I just continue to be it, a vegetable, or do I no, like no. upgrade? So, so let let's say that you go go on and you're able to be eaten as a cucumber. You did your deed. But if you grow into a bad cucumber and you don't get eaten, eaten, then you didn't do your deed, and then you're going to hell. But on a whole different topic, I'm not going down this cucumber. <laughs> Sausage party, reincarnation. <gasps> you're right. And the the people with it. Yes. Yes, and yes. the sausage dogs and all that. Buddhism, finally, my favorite. The Buddhist concept of reincarnation differs from others in that there is no eternal soul, spirit, or self, but only a stream of consciousness that links life with life. The actual process of change from one's, one's life to the next is called... Say Sanskrit. Panarba. Sanskrit. Oh, this next one's even or better. Pali. Or Pali. Yep, that's what I'm going with. Literally, becoming again. Or more briefly, bhava, becoming. The early Buddhist texts discuss techniques for recalling previous births, predicated on the development of high levels of meditative concentration. Buddha reportedly warned that this experience can be misleading and should be interpreted with care. He taught a distinct concept of rebirth constrained by the concepts of anatta. There is no irreducible atman or self 
tying these lives together, which serves as a contrast to Hinduism, where everything is connected, and in a sense, everything is everything. In Buddhist doctrine, the evolving consciousness, or stream of consciousness, upon death, becomes one of the contributing causes for the rise of a new aggregation. At the death of one personality, a new one comes into being, such as the flame of a dying candle can serve to light the flame of another. Consciousness in the new person is neither identical to nor entirely different from that in the deceased, but the two form a casual continuum or stream. Transmigration is the effect of karma or volitional action. The basic cause is the abiding of consciousness in ignorance. When ignorance is uprooted, rebirth ceases. Okay, Holy I gotta moly. take a breath. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> that is a lot to unpack right there. Here's an interesting thing about Buddhism that I, and I could be wrong on this, and I, I can be stand corrected, but the, the holiness, the Dalai Lama, is on his like 10th or 12th incarnation, resurrection. He is he has passed and, and came many times, and he's trying to reach through his teachings and helping everyone reach their, their holy spots or whatever. It, we'll, we'll read about this in a second. He's on his whatever time learning life. Like holy spots. I like your holy spots, Adrian. <laughs> there you go. Good joke, Adrian. Well done, sir. Uh, well, <laughs> let, let's unpack the whole thing of Buddhism, and then we could focus and kind of unravel it for our listeners it's the consciousness is a continuous birth and death of mind states rebirth is the persistence of this process right so adrian's talking about this point and what in buddhism they're trying to basically reach what's called nirvana which is their their ultimate place their ultimate holy place and it's the vanishment of self-idea. It is the complete disillusion, the dissolvement of ego. And you have reached nirvana, and that is their whole goal after life and death is to reach nirvana. And I'm a little confused on what what happens when you reach nirvana, if you just like dissipate into energy into the universe and you just become one with with everything. But whatever that may be, that is the goal that Buddhists are trying to accomplish, which is nirvana. Well, so I guess, oh man, this is, this is a thick episode. So I hope you guys are sticking with us. I am, even I'm starting to like lose my fucking mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess I just want to know what Nirvana is and how you obtain it. But what it looks like to me, and I'm not even going to try and say this first part, it's Vipassana meditation. Adrian's doing some hand waves. I don't know what the fuck that means. Help us, Adrian. Save us. Yes, that that help you guys. Okay, so to reach nirvana means that one is not able to, or that one is able to end suffering. So in the Buddhist community, to live life is suffering. So throughout their life, they're suffering through the obstacles that everyone has to deal with. So, you know, you hurt hurt your toe. You certain things happen within life that you then suffer to reach nirvana means that you ended all of that suffering throughout life and then you go into a spiritual state that is then the end of your suffering and you don't live anymore Hmm. that's crazy that reminds me of that my 
uh, tattoo saying that I liked so much. Pain Which is one? inevitable. Suffering is or pain is temporary, but suffering is inevitable. It's true. That makes more sense of where that came from. Now I thought it was just a clever little quip. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, you're gonna have a painful shit, <laughs> and that is the truth of, of life. <laughs> that will always happen. So in Chipotle, for Nirvana in Sanskrit means blowing out. <laughs> exactly, Adrian. Thank you for reinforcing my point, my guy. Yeah. So basically, it's like a fart in the wind. So basically, you're saying every time I take a shit, I'm reaching Nirvana. You're inching ever closer to Nirvana. <laughs> yes. Because pleasure is pain. Pain is pleasure. Not when I'm shooting shards of glass. <laughs> and I, I, I do want listeners to when they hear me, and if you, you do practice Buddhism. Don't take offense to this because now now I'm going away from my factual research and I'm going into a point that I think is with Buddhism and relates with it. And I think I learned this in high school. But for Buddhist people, life is in the saying, you're on fire the whole time. So to reach nirvana... You really need to aspire your whole life around reaching nirvana. That's why you have Buddhist monks. They are devoting their whole life to reaching nirvana. They want to end their suffering on earth so then they could blow out into the ever spiritual aspect of Buddhist. Yeah, the ethereal plane. Yes. I want to go to the ethereal plane. I would. That would be an interesting thing. I think with through meditation and hypnot- hypnotism, we can. Uh, fuck we can that. visit it. All right. So getting back into, I, I'm assuming this is called vipassana meditation. This uses bare attention to mind states without interfering, owning, or judging. And again, this is we're still in the Buddhism area. Observation reveals each moment as an experience of an individual mind state, such as thought, a memory a feeling, or a perception that arises, exists, and ceases. This limits the power of desire, which, according to the second noble truth of Buddhism, is the cause of suffering and leads to nirvana, vanishing in which self-oriented models are transcended and the world stops. Thus, consciousness is a continuous birth and death of mind states. Rebirth is the persistence of this process. Freaking trippy. I, I really can't even... I mean... I'm definitely ignorant to Buddhism, Buddhism more than I thought I was. I didn't realize. I thought it was all just about reaching nirvana. I didn't realize that nirvana is almost the end. It's like yeah, this, you cease to exist. But I, then again, you do exist. It all takes me back to Kung Fu Panda <laughs> with the turtle <laughs> when he goes off in the wind. He reached nirvana. He I, found the Kung Fu warrior. Right, that's what they called him. I guess. I think so. The yeah. Panda Man. <laughs> no, the Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Something like that. You yeah. said Kung Fu Panda is the Panda Man. Yeah, either way. He found what he was striving for. The Dragon Warrior. The Dragon oh, Warrior. yes. He found the Dragon Warrior, which was his goal in life. Then he ended his suffering, and he went off into the wind. Well, I, I agree with you, Hunter. I am, you know, my interpretation of the Buddhist monk was basically just reaching inner peace um, through meditation and uh Releasing yourself from the body and your environment. Um, so it, this is a, a very interesting take to understand more behind the Buddhist religion and reincarnation. And if you are listening right now and you have any inkling of knowledge on this, as you are 
practitioner of this this faith or you have a family member or whatever you may be, please email us. We would like to talk to you because some of this stuff I would just love to be educated on. And if in further episodes we can dive deeper on this, I know there's supernatural and spiritual and whatever connections we want to tie to this into Western Eastern culture. It doesn't matter. There's some fascinating stuff to talk about here. So reach out to us. And I hope you guys are still listening because this is a lot. I will admit that. <laughs> this is a thick episode. All right. So, Adrian? Well, if you guys do want to dig a little bit deeper, go to this amazing article that we did use. It's once again called The Mystery of Reincarnation. It's found in the Indian Journal of Psychiatry. So, please give that a look. And if you do have some theories or maybe even stories that you believe that you've been reincarnated, our email is stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. If you guys want to go give our Instagram a nice little look, it's at stuckinthispurgatory. Go follow me on Twitter. I am very lonely on Twitter. Oh, just him. Just Adrian. Just follow him. Yeah. No no one else. No one else helps me. So, it's at stuckpurgators. And once again, you can find all of our links in our beautiful link tree on Instagram. Guys, my mind is fucking shot. I, <laughs> I'm looking at Worth now, and I don't even... I basically could be speaking Latin right now, and I would more, know more about that than what I'm reading. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, we definitely are going to go deeper into these at some point. Uh, we definitely want to talk about religion, but we want to talk about the paranormal side of religion. So look for those. Uh, I think Adrian mentioned, but I'll just double check it, is next uh, episode we're going to be getting into some stories about reincarnation. We love you guys. Thank you so much for your love and support. Um, we, we're doing this still because you guys are showing us the love that we need, and uh, we appreciate it. If we don't deserve your Patreon subscription now, after Chase just endured all that crazy text, let's get a round of applause for Chase. Please just subscribe to our Patreon because Chase worked real hard saying all this stuff. And guys, if you're not able to reach Nirvana, just just come on, come on over and be stuck in this purgatory. We'll accept you.